listening to the Blood Podcast. Music and more with Bushy and Metal Mike. Sit back, crack open a cold breeze, break out your stack, light it all in, while we do our retrospective views and discussions of all things music, food, and entertainment. If you're Metal Mike, Metal Towns. So without further ado, here's Bushy and Metal Mike. All right, welcome to another episode of the Plug Podcast, Music and More. I am your host, Bushy, and with me as always, my lovely co-host, Metal Mike. How you doing? Hey, big guy, what do you know? What do you say, man? I'm ready to do this. I'm pumped for this, man, I have to say. Um, I didn't realize that we were going to be doing this as soon as we were doing it. And then when you told me uh, the news, I was like, oh, hell yeah. So, yeah, yeah I'm totally we kind of have to jump on it. We do. We do. Yeah, hell yeah. Should we tell them what – should we tell our listeners what it is? Well, we might as well. We might as well. Go ahead. Right. Uh, yeah, we're going to do our review of Cobra Kai. We're going to do, um, I think each of the episode of the podcast will be like, what, two episodes of the show? Yeah, yeah I think that'll work. And uh, we're going to do seasons one and two because season three is debuting, what, January 8th? Uh, January so 8th, I believe. So it's, it's right around the corner. Now, obviously, if you guys haven't watched this show, then before you fucking listen to us, um, I beseech you. To watch Cobra Kai, binge watch that shit, then come back here and listen to the plug because I'm here to tell you, man, there's going to be spoilers, bitches. All right. We're not going to fucking tiptoe around the fucking tulips for you. All right. Because that's just not the Cobra Kai way of doing things. No, no. You you know what? I think um, at this point, if you haven't seen it, I don't know what the problem is because it was the number one show on Netflix as soon as it hit. Right, and well, it was a big hit for YouTube. The only reason why YouTube didn't carry on with it is they had invested a bunch of money in another show that like flopped, and then YouTube decided, okay, we're done with it completely. We're just done with doing original content, and that's what happened. It wasn't because it wasn't doing well for. I mean, I actually watched like the first few episodes for free, and I thought about getting YouTube Prime or whatever the fuck it was, yeah, just to get it, just to get it because I liked it. I did. But I was like, man, I'm already in like about a billion fucking streaming services. I don't know if I really, you know, just for one show. And man, am I glad I did because now that Netflix has it um, and they've ordered another season, I'm I'm fucking stoked, man. Um, yeah, I am too. And you know Netflix has the budget. Oh, sure. I like a lot of the Netflix shows, man. I love Stranger Things. You ever watch that show? I haven't. I keep hearing I should. I tried. Oh, uh, I watched an episode or two, and I just could not get into it. Really? It's like a total love letter to the 80s, dude. I can't believe you're not all about that That's show. what I keep hearing. and I, I'll, Maybe I'll have to sit down someday when I'm bored out of my skull and give it a maybe shot. Maybe you're just... maybe. Well, I mean, it kind of starts off a little slow, but man, bro, once it gets going, it gets going. So, yeah, maybe what you got... Maybe you just got to be in the right mood, though, dude. You know, sometimes... Because I'm going to tell you right now, there are some funny moments in Stranger Things, but it's some pretty heavy shit. It's a very dark show. You, you know what I mean? And if you're not in the right mindset, 
I could see where you'd be like, eh, I don't know if I'm feeling this kind of thing. You know what I mean? Right. Like I said, um, I've heard a lot about it. I, I may have to go check it out. It's just, uh, I like the Twilight Zone already, you know? And you, uh, <laughs> well, Stranger Things is a bit different than Twilight Zone, but I know what you're trying to say. Um, you know, Stranger Things, one of the cool things about that you'd love is the soundtrack for sure. So, yeah, you you should check it out when you get time and when you're when you're mentally prepared for it, man. I may have to because soundtrack can win me over. Soundtrack can win me over. It it's a pretty cool show. It's a pretty cool show, man. I I dig it. I mean, because it just it's a total. It even reminds me of the movies from the 1980s, like the way it does the intro with the neon lettering and the, yeah, and it's very. It, each season's like a, they do it like a movie. Like you got Stranger Things, then season two is Stranger Things two, and and season yeah, you know, like a movie, man. It's got the whole '80s fucking synthesized, you know. I don't know. I get a kick out because fuck, I grew up on that shit, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, me too. <laughs> All right, brother. So Cobra Kai, man. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, obviously, we're fans of the Karate Kid films. And uh, what was your what was your attitude when you first heard they were doing this? Like, what was your did were were you skeptical at all? Oh, skeptical is not even the word for it. Skeptical is not even the word for it because uh, now I don't remember ever seeing Karate Kid three. I just recently watched that. Uh, mm -hmm. Big big fan of the first two, and for whatever reason, I remember watching um, the next Karate Kid and hated it. You know, I've never seen it. I hated it for I looking back because I haven't watched it since. You know, looking back for what it was trying to keep the franchise going, if for if for nothing else, you know, Pat Morita. I, I guess it was okay. You know, they were trying to do the female lead thing, and well, wasn't Hillary Swank in that? Yes, a very young Hillary. Swank. Very, very young. You know, she actually looked like a teenager as opposed to, you know, 24-year-old Ralph Macchio trying to play a 17-year-old. Yeah, but you know the thing about Ralph, though, is he's always looked younger than what he was. Hell, he looks younger than he is now, for Christ's sakes. I'm I like, know, man. I'm like, if I, I mean, could look guy, that good at almost 60, I'll be doing okay. So I can see in a way why they cast him, because he, he, he didn't look like a 24, 25-year-old guy to me, dude. He didn't. He didn't have any baby face fucking smooth... I mean... I was like, God, I hate that guy. So anyway. Um, well, that's yeah, like I was talking to my daughter, you know, because she loves him in The Outsiders. She thinks he's just the cutest thing. He's like, oh, he was so cute when he was young. I'm like, he's an adult. He's like right. 22, 23 in that movie, for Christ's sake, you know. Right. Yeah, he, he always looked younger. And I mean, believe it or not, though, man, when I was a kid, I did. I, I looked younger. Like, I remember when I was 16, 17, people thought I was like fucking 13, you know. Damn, that and, sucks. Uh, yeah. It, it kind of did, it, especially when it came, <laughs> especially when it came to girls, because they wouldn't take me seriously, you know. Yeah, that they're definitely not buying your fake ID at the damn gas station to get a twelve no, pack. No, <laughs> no. Uh, and then I don't know what happened. Once I hit my early twenties, I started working out, and all of a sudden it was like, then I fucking had hair growing every goddamn where. Yeah, exactly. places I didn't even want it growing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I'm like, God damn it! What the fuck is this bullshit? But uh. But yeah, The Outsiders, great movie. I love that movie too. Have you ever seen Crossroads? Oh, oh, absolutely. That's probably love. my favorite Ralph Macchio movie next yeah. to uh, My Cousin Vinny. Hell yeah, hell yeah. But yeah, I like Ralph, man. I mean, yeah, he's you know. he's he's definitely good. He he definitely fit the role. Um, 
when this Cobra Kai thing was announced, I was like, man, and it's going to be a TV show. They're going to fuck it up. That's the, and that was my whole attitude. And I remember, you know, when YouTube had released it, you know, an episode free or whatever, I watched it and I was like, you know, that's, that's, that's actually not bad. It's not bad. I appreciate it a lot more when, you know, when it hit Netflix and I was able to sit there and binge watch two seasons because I don't know who does the writing, but uh, a lot of my notes are some of the shit that Johnny Lawrence says. He has some of the best lines. Oh, because this oh dude is so me. <laughs> he well, just says shit the way I would say it. It cracks me up. Oh, it's hilarious, man. And, you know, but I think it's the, the guys who the main writers are the guys who actually created the show. And that's uh, Josh Heald, John Hurwitz and Hayden Schlossberg. I'm hoping I'm not butchering and butchering the name. Um, but I have to say, I really, really. Really, uh, yeah, I think it's a really well-written show. And, I mean, I know what you're saying. In a way, though, here's the thing, though. with TV ain't what it used to be. Right. Back in the day when we were younger, dude, if they were doing a TV show based on a movie or something we loved, you just knew it was going to suck demon cock. You know what I mean? Because oh, Freddy's Nightmare TV, much. Friday the TV, 13th, the series yeah, much. Yeah, TV just wasn't the quality. Not to say that there weren't good TV shows back in the day. There were. I mean, look at Cheers. Cheers was a great show. Very well written. So, yes, there were good television shows back then. But it was not as common. And especially when you would base it on something that was already... I mean, there is one TV show that was based on a film that was hugely successful... But it was the exception, not the rule. And that was MASH. Right. MASH was based on a movie. And that fucking show was on the air for fucking ever, man. Right. It is, it is better like than it the was. movie. So go figure. Right. So, you know, but overall, back in the day, you could forget it. But nowadays, with especially with your, you, you know, you got your cable companies, your primetime cable, you know, your prime, like HBO, Showtime, you know. And even your basic cable, like AMC. FX. I mean, the the bar has risen. Like television isn't what it used to be. I mean, you have a lot of movie actors nowadays are crossing over and doing television shows. Right. You, you know what I mean? I mean, you, when you have shows like Breaking Bad and things like that, and that level of quality, you know. Um, yeah, you got Brian Cranston saying, "Yeah, I'll stop back to the movies." Right. You, you know? know. I mean, you you have. Um, when you have that, you, you know what I mean? And I think that's why, I mean, I got to admit, at first I was just like, really? The Karate Kid? Like, what are they going to do? What kind of story are they going to tell? I mean, they're fucking old dudes, man. I mean, who would want to watch that? Exactly. Not thinking about the family aspect of this. And that, to me, is what Cobra Kai is really, truly all about. It's about family. Now, maybe not all of everybody's blood-related, but it's about family. It's about unity. It's about being something bigger than yourself. And what's interesting is you got the Miyagi Dojo, and then you got Cobra Kai Dojo, who go about doing things totally different, but yet there is that that camaraderie that 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 um connection you sure. know what i mean and uh yeah i i i gotta admit man i was just blown away and it, it got better as it went along it just got better as it went along you know so. absolutely it, it is like the the couple episodes we're going to talk about today 
isn't necessarily, you know, definitive of what you see later on because the writing just progressively gets better, but there's a story to tell, you know, so you have to interweave some of these things or, or it's just going to be piss poor writing. It wouldn't have made it past the first couple of episodes. Right. And another thing I love this is about this series is it's very much an ensemble series. They have, I think, a fantastic cast in this. I think even the the kid, the ones who were playing the kids do a great job. So it's really cool because you got a show where us old timers remember the Karate Kid, so we sure. gravitate it. But then you got, you know, um, Johnny and 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 Daniel's kids in it, and their friends. So you, it 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 still feels like Karate Kid, you know. It does. And another thing I want to brag about the show, the choreography with the fights, I think. They did a terrific job, man. I was really impressed with, you know, some of the fights that are, that, that that happened throughout the series. It was very well done, I thought. Yeah, they definitely weren't slouching, and 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 these kids are doing work. I mean, they're putting in that work. But oh, even yeah. Machio and William Zabka, I mean, it's like, okay, these guys got in shape. They were ready to do this. It wasn't. It doesn't appear to be, oh, this is spur of the moment. Sure, we'll do the damn thing. And here's 59-year-old Ralph Macchio trying to throw a kick. Right. You, know, you get the impression that these guys have been doing it all along. Right, right. Yeah, definitely, definitely, man. Like, they, you know, they still have it. They could still whip that ass if they need to, man. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, really good stuff, man. Uh, like I said, I can't cannot brag on this series enough and I cannot wait for season three. Cause it's looking like, well, I don't want to give anything away, but well, this it looks is all like purely there's... speculation at this point. Well, can, can I say then who I think is going to appear in? Season Absolutely. Two? I'll tell you if I, agree. I, I think chosen's going to show up. I think he's coming back and I think Allie's going to show up. Oh, I definitely think Allie's going to show up. I no, mean, how and it would be not? cool. The coolest would be, and it, it may be a little cheesy, I don't know how she would work her in or how they would work her in, but it, if you're going to bring back Chosen, why can't you bring back Kumiko? Right, yeah. You know, Sato, and, maybe not. I don't even know if that guy's still alive, because I know, you know Noriyuki Pat Morita died in like right, like 07 or something. Because um, from what I can see, and they don't show a whole lot in the preview, but it looks like Daniel's in Okinawa to me. And, and, and it, I'm pretty sure that's chosen, man. You don't really see him. You just hear his voice. Right. But I'm like, oh, shit, you know. And I get the feeling that obviously I think both Daniel and um, Johnny, without giving anything away, after the events of the last episode of season two, both those guys have a lot of fucking soul searching to do, man. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they I mean, because at the end of the day, man, uh, like Kane told me the other day, he goes, but Uncle Mike, I don't, I don't think Mr. Miyagi'd be really happy with Daniel right now. I'm like, no, he wouldn't be. He wouldn't be. Well, it's funny. Have you seen that YouTube video? I know I shared it at some point, but it, it, it shows from the perspective that basically Daniel was the asshole. He was the bully. Yes, I have seen that video. And it's like the guy makes a compelling point. I mean, I'm still never going to see it that way. Well, <laughs> you know the way the reason why I don't look. It would have been one thing if, if you know, because we're going back to the original movie now, and, and you have to. You can't talk about Karate Kid or you know 
Cobra Kai without talking about the Karate well, Kid. Well, no, because they talk about all three movies. All three Karate right. Kid movies are and involved they make in, this, in just these two seasons. Yeah, they make several flashbacks and, and um, uh, references to these films. So you have to. I mean, it's just... Yeah, you can't have one without the other. Oh, yeah, they're and, definitely and, sticking with the canon that we all know. It's not like there's a million books written. Right. Or there's a bunch of comic books that we have to try to pay attention to or fanzines or anything. Right, There's right. these three movies. They know you could go back to the source material. This is what happened, and this is what they talk about. And and I love how, you know, it. it I mean, yeah, there is that compelling argument. I mean, to me, though, this is where I think... It, like when Johnny's saying, hey, I just want to talk, and she's kind of like, hey, go fuck yourself. you know. And I can't blame the guy for being in love with Elizabeth Shue. Hell, she's still fine as far as I'm concerned. Right. She ain't no spring chicken, man. She still looks good. And she's like in her 50s, man. It's, it just amazes me. But, yeah, um, looked, looked a lot better at uh, Cocktail, just saying. Oh, well, yeah, but she was how, <laughs> how many years younger? But I'm, I'm just saying I'm really surprised that she... She looks relatively good for a fucking fifty-something-year-old. Oh, I, I mean, from the Karate Kid to Cocktail. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, if we're gonna get technical, uh, she looks really good leaving Las Vegas, and I'll just leave it at that. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was, well, I was gonna say, you know, Cocktail was the first time she dropped the old beta suit, so. Right, 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 right. <laughs> I was uh, like, oh, don't tell mom the babysitters are out. <laughs> right, right, but uh, yeah, she. I've always had a crush on Elizabeth Shue, even when she did the whole uh, um, Adventures in Babysitting. Movie. Great movie. I don't care. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Don't <laughs> fuck with the babysitter. Classic family film. I don't care. It is a classic, classic family. 80s family film. Yeah. So, so anyway, man, you know, you know, so, you know, he, he, he's like, well, hey, I just want to talk to you. And then she's like, leave me alone. And then, you know, of course, Daniel, he don't know what the fuck's going on. So he's like, hey, man, maybe you ought to just chill out and. You know, and, and, and Johnny's like, well, who the fuck are you? Yeah. You know, and, 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 and things escalate, but then he ends up hitting Johnny. Yeah. So, yeah. Now, if I had been in, if I had had Johnny's ability, would I have been beat up Daniel as bad as he did? Probably not. But again, you got to look at who his mentor is. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, John Kreese is, is just oh, a stone-cold dick. Yeah, total dick, you know. So, but what, where I did get mad at Johnny is when they just kept bullying him. It's like, dude, you beat his ass. Yeah. You know, like when they drove him off the, 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 the cliff on the bike and, you know, it's just like one thing after another. And of course, then he tries to get him back and they just, you know, gain up on him and beat the fuck out of him until Mr. Miyagi fucking works him over. So yeah, I mean, Johnny, look, Johnny can say what he can say, but you know, Dude, you were a douchebag, man. You yeah. kind of were a douchebag. I mean, there's no, there's no, um, there's no fucking paint, you know. I mean, the thing is, I will say this: like, obviously, Daniel has moved on from Allie. I think. I mean, look at his wife; she's smoking hot, right? You know, um, but obviously, Johnny never did. He still has a thing for her, after. All these years, he's still... I think he's still in love with her, bro. I do, I do too. I, I don't know if you get that from these first couple episodes we're going to talk about, but I, I definitely feel that throughout the series, you definitely get that vibe. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. And maybe, he's also having a hard time dealing with getting beat, you know, because yes. he was like the badass. Nobody could fuck with Johnny. He had his gang of dudes, and, you know, they were just top dogs. Yeah. Uh, losing his girl. 
Crease turning on him. And then then Crease doing what he did to him. And that was pretty traumatic, as we obviously know just from, well, you know, this, I'm pretty sure the first episode, he flashbacks to that. So obviously that had traumatized him to some level, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, So anyway, man, uh, where do you want to begin? You want to just begin from the top, man? Well, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, Let's do it. Ace Degenerate is the um, opening episode. Yes, sir. All right. And, uh, Wikipedia says it's 34 years after losing to Daniel LaRusso in the 1984 All-Valley Under-18 Karate Championship. Uh, Lawrence struggles to make a living as a handyman while Daniel runs a successful car dealership. Okay, and, and, and that's really, man, that's really kind of what you see. I mean, you, it, it opens up a show on that last match. Right. The, one thing I noticed in this that I liked, and you told me some interesting information off air that I want you to kick into this. Sure. But one of the cool things I liked is they're showing the score. Mm-hmm. You know, LaRusso up 2-0, and now, bam, all of a sudden it's 2-2, and then, you know, illegal elbow to the knee, and then, bam, crane kick. And the thing I had never seen, uh, and, and, and I'm going to have you interject coming up here in a second, because if you remember at the end of the movie, Johnny's like crawling across the floor on his hands and knees, holding his face because he just got this, you know, his teeth stunned like a motherfucker. But he wasn't yeah. knocked out. It yeah, knock and him in out. this, in, in the opening scene in this movie when they show that fight, it's not like he's knocked out. You can see him clenching his fist, but he ain't getting up. He's flat. He's flat on yeah. the ground, and you can almost get the sense of shame. Now explain, because like there's an up close. Shot of him Camera there. shot of that uh, uh-huh. of that kick, of that crane right. kick. Right. And in a theatrical version that we saw it back in 1984, because I know you saw it in the theater, because I jumped out of my seat when I saw that scene at the end of that yes, movie. Yes, yes, yes. That kick was from a distance. You know, it was a wide-angle right. shot back. So to see it up close, it was like, oh, shit, man. That was, that's pretty badass. But you had some inside information on that. Well, from what I understand, William Zabka, I saw him in an interview, and this has been a while back, but he had said that, uh, you know, because Sony Pictures owns the Karate Kid, I believe, and owns all that. I mean, they're the ones that are producing this show. Or maybe the studio who originally released it was kind enough to let him, but they have all that footage. And it's not just from the film, but the, the footage that we, you know, because you got to understand when they make a movie, they, they shoot things at a lot of different angles and different takes, and they will reshoot and reshoot a scene multiple times, and also from a lot of different angles. And that's what they did in that case. And even some of the other flashback stuff is stuff that some of it's from the actual film, but not all of it is. Some of it's from. The footage shot for the film. That's awesome. And, they, and they've been able to use a lot of it, you know. And uh, yeah, so I don't know if maybe him falling like that was a fucking um, alternate take or however way they did it. But from what I understand, that is actual footage from when the film was shot. And I believe was shot in '83. Didn't come out till '84. Came out in '84, so. yeah. So uh, yeah, man. Um, there you go, and I, and and it's just really interesting because, like you said, you got um Daniel with his successful car dealership, and you got Johnny, who's the years have it's it's obvious right away the years have not been kind to Johnny Lawrence, man. I mean, oh, it's absolutely. blatantly obvious. Yeah, because that that fade from him lying on the floor to him in his bed asleep. 
Right. It's not yeah, what he, you would have expected. I mean, it's covered in potato chips, and as the camera's panning back, it, what a dump. Right. It's like he wakes up, and you find him in a very bad place in his life. I mean, it's just blatantly obvious right off the years, you know, right off the bat that the years have not been kind to Johnny. And, uh, and then when you see him leave his apartment, he meets a character who becomes very, very important to this series. One of but, the main characters. I know, but dude, this is one of the things, uh, I don't think I've mentioned it here yet, but I've got to. Uh, I, I know I said it to you uh, before we started recording. Is This is where I give credit to, uh, to the writers. Because we all knew Johnny was a dick back in the day. He's a different kind of dick now. He, he never got out of the 80s at all. We figured that out from the music he listens to, which we will talk about, <laughs> to the car he drives, which, again, we'll talk about. <laughs> but just some of the shit he says, he's just he's not sensitive to things the way people are today. I mean, that kid says, hey, to him, we just moved in next door. He's like, great, more immigrants. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he's like, and then the guy's, well, actually, I'm from such and such. And, uh, um, yeah. Uh, but even, very, when he, even when he looks at him and says, listen, Menudo, who the fuck even that. knows who Menudo is I, today? I love Nobody. It's a great line, man. I was like, <laughs> oh, my God. That is so fucking funny. And there are some great lines. And, and Johnny has some great, great lines in this show. I mean, just total, you know, and, and yeah, so when he meets uh, this neighbor by the name of Miguel, who's like a Hispanic Latino kid, a likable kid, but of you Colombian can tell, descent, we find out later. I'll spoil you, that for you. Right, right. But you find out that he's um, uh, kind of awkward. He's socially awkward, I would say. Um, very, uh, uh, I mean, I'm just going to come out and say it, man. He's kind of a dork. He's a geek. He He's a... Uh, He's uh, and and Johnny just he, he tries to um, you know, you know, be friendly to Johnny, and Johnny just basically scoffs him and rebuffs him at every turn. I yeah. mean, because well, Johnny, him, even though he's not that Menudo, spoiled little, which, go ahead, go ahead. I said in my notes, calls him Menudo, which is fucking hilarious. Dude, um, look. After I wrote down no longer a rich kid, this is what I have down. Great, more immigrants. Listen, Menudo. And then the car, the song that's playing. And then one of the things that happens, you know, immediately following this little montage. But it's just, he's got so many great, you know, basically one-liners. Oh, yeah. And uh, this kid, I like you see Johnny soften at points with this kid, even when he's being a hard-ass to him. Oh, yeah. You know, you'll you'll see him soften at points. It'll kind of change his stance on something he may have just said to him. And this is just in the first two episodes he does that with this guy. Oh, but yeah. Right, but right at the beginning, he's like, you know, he's basically, fuck off, dude. I got nothing to say to you. Right. And he's almost like that spoiled rich kid who was fucking with Daniel because Daniel was that poor little dork. You know, because think of him. Daniel was poor, so he was a loser. He was a dork. He had no business being around any of them rich kids. Who the hell is Johnny Lawrence in this condition? When you see his apartment coming and coming out of it, it's obviously it's the same complex LaRusso lived in. If you look at the damn building, I swear to God, it's the same damn complex. I could be wrong, but he's living in the same quote unquote squalor, if you want to call it that, because I've yeah. lived in even worse places than that. 
<laughs> Here he is fucking right. with his kid like he did Daniel way back in 84. <laughs> right, right, right. And, um, well, in, in many ways, that's what's kind of ironic about it. Like, Miguel is very much like Daniel. Johnny, in, in many ways, become... He is to Miguel what Miyagi was to Daniel. This is very true. It really is. I mean, you know, uh, it's just kind of crazy that... Uh, and that what that happens, you know, and it's like you said with that montage, he starts his car, and of course you hear poisons, nothing but a good time, and I immediately thought of you. I was like, oh boy, um, and as he's driving to his many jobs, because uh, like you said, he he's a handyman, right? Um, you 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 hear the song, and then he sees a like billboard, an '86 Firebird, yeah, right, right, and he, rocking and he, out the poison. You know, he, I love that. And, and, and he, I've told and he, you before, nothing but a good time is my goddamn theme song, man. Yeah, I, I'm sorry, but anyway, um, when he when he sees a billboard of Daniel's car business, you know, and you know he you you know, and he's just got that fucking sick look on his face, right? Because you, know, you got him cleaning gutters, people fucking squirting water on him, giving him a hard time. He mounts that flat screen TV for that rich bitch who's just being a total bitch to him, and and giving him all kinds of attitude. And of course, he gets fired because Johnny can't keep his mouth shut. Oh, um, but that's another one of those great lines. I'm glad you said that. It's one of those lines I wrote down. He says. <laughs> I said she was bitching at me. I didn't call her a bitch. You're going to fire me You're over that bitch? that bitch? Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, he's he's got just classic, classic one-liners. You know, hats off to the writers. Oh, very much so. Very much so. And, um, you know, and of course, eventually, um, Johnny, who's just got fired, I mean, he tries to get a slice of pizza. Oh, and he's giving that guy hell. You go to wear a glove. Can I get a plate? Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. That guy was kind of being a dick, I thought. You he know. was. And uh, Johnny's wanting a fucking slice. He just wants to eat his piece of pizza and be left the fuck alone. Uh, and, of course, uh, Miguel ends up coming into the store to buy some Pepto-Bismol for his grandma. Right. Tries to make small talk with Johnny. Johnny's like, yeah, whatever. I don't care, dude. You know. Yeah. Johnny goes outside. Next thing you know, these kids come in. And you get introduced to this kid named Kai and his yeah. gang. And they come into the, they come into the uh, store at the strip mall. Next thing you know, they're fucking going off on, on Miguel because I guess Miguel slipped up and said, hey, guys, you know. And they were trying to pretend to be college students so they didn't get their beer. They get pissed off, start beating fucking Miguel up. And, yeah, uh, and, and Johnny's just watching. He don't give a shit till they hit his car. Right, and I that's something I can relate to because I remember one time, man, years ago, I was uh, at this club and kind of mind my own business, and you know, and I, I had this really fucking nice truck, Dodge Dakota, that was all fucking fixed up, had a supercharger, sweet ride, right? Oh, yeah. It was my baby, and um, these fucking idiots got into a fight, and one of them, like, threw the other one on the hood of my Dakota. Oh shit! I fight no. glass hood that was that resembled those old barracudas from the, you know, you know, because I'm a big mo. I mean, I love old muscle cars of right. all makes, but I'm a big Mopar enthusiast. So I had a hood that had the barracuda, like you remember the the barracuda hoods that looked like snouts. Yeah. Back, yeah, it was a badass looking truck. 
and I fucking snapped, dude. I ended up beating the fuck out of both those idiots. Oh, hell because yeah. Because they fucked with my car. You know, don't right. fuck and with that's, my ride. That's basically what Johnny does here. I mean, he gets up, he tries to, you know, to kind of yell at the kids for being dipshits. Right. But then they decided they were going to push him around. And he warned him, you know, you picked the wrong guy on the wrong day. <laughs> right. He, he tried to tell him. He's like, look, man, I'm not in a fucking mood for this shit. You know, he literally said you're picking, you know, you're fucking with the wrong guy. And then, of course, they, they, they fucking, so he ends up beating their ass. Oh, yeah. All four know. of them. It was beautiful. And I love how, you know, they're all like, you having trouble breathing? And then later he has him by the throat. You having trouble breathing? Of course, the cops show up, pepper spray poor Johnny. Hit him in the know. back of the head with right, a nightstick. So, so really, this, this <laughs> shitty day just went from bad to, like, worse. Yeah. All right? He gets arrested for assaulting them. Never mind the fact that they started it. Um, and then um, he, of course, gets released from police custody. He gets a visit from his wealthy stepfather, Sid Weinberg, played by classic, classic actor uh, Ed Asner. I thought that I was Ed Asner. I was struggling to grab his name. I was like, no, I know this guy. Okay. And, and you find out pretty quickly why Johnny might have been the asshole that he was in high school. You know, it's like you find out pretty quickly that Sid's a fucking douchebag, man. Absolutely. Total, total douchebag. Yeah, uh, he he was not good to Johnny in that scene. And it was basically, he had just seen the Cobra Kai dojo. So it's a flashback to him as a kid. Right. Maybe 12 years old. He's all excited. He runs home to this extravagant house. It's obvious, you know, Sid's paying for you know, to sit down to dinner with, you know, Sid and, 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 and Johnny's mom. That's actually a later episode, though, dude. I thought that was right here. Oh, you're right. You're right. We just beat Sid in the apartment. Right. Because he had just bailed him. Johnny out. But all out. the horrible shit he's saying to him, man. Yeah. He's like saying, you're a fucking loser. And I promised my mom, well, here, here's a check. And Johnny just rips the check says, fuck you. Yeah, he's like, he's fuck trying you. To... I don't want your money. I don't what do you want... say he's trying to buy him out of his, his responsibility yeah, for him or something said, to that effect? He gives him a check basically before officially disowning him. Right. And, uh, you know, Johnny just basically says, hey, take this money and shove it up your ass, Sid. You know, I don't want your fucking money. I don't care. I don't need you. Get the fuck out, you know? Right. And uh, But yeah, yeah, yeah. You find out later that, yeah, Sid was always that way. Um, but yeah, that's actually, and that's a great scene, actually the one you're talking about. But yeah, so then yeah, John, that's actually, up, I think episode two. Yeah. He, he, he starts getting upset and he's actually watching, um, Oh, what was that fucking iron Eagle iron Eagle? Yeah. And he gets really emotional, uh, when he hears the speech, but then he starts thinking about, you know, the past and everything that happens to him. And he ends up getting drunk and he drives to the all Valley sports arena and he relives his, Last encounter with, of course, his former sensei, John Kreese. Right. Um, and that's a pretty emotional scene, I thought, man. It's like, you know, again, it's just like, man, you know, like, because obviously Kreese must have gotten in trouble for doing that. You know, you can't assault kids, especially your own students, and expect to still have a karate dojo. Before his car gets fucking blasted and hit and run. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Basically a hit and run because they kind of sat there for a minute, three girls in the car. Right, which one of the girls you end up finding out is somebody else later. I yeah, love yeah. it. And, and you find it out pretty quickly. Yeah. 
But yeah, so, yo, he runs up to the side of the car. What the fuck is your problem? You open the door and they're freaking he's out. Off they drive off. off. They're fucking flipping out. They fucking take off. Um, and then, you know, of course, you know, the to add insult scared. to injury after all the shit he's gone through over the last two days, he finds out his car is getting towed to LaRusso so, Motors. Right, right. <laughs> Even though he's protesting, saying, man, take it to anywhere. Just don't take it to one of his dealerships, man. But then, um, of course, they do. So the next day he goes to the dealership, basically trying to get his car back. You right. know, he's he trying to do it all. Take it anywhere else. Yeah, and he's trying to do it all incognito. Can we hurry up? Well, never mind. I'll come back. And then all of a sudden, of course, he hears Johnny Lawrence. And he runs into Daniel. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, they start kind of having a tit for tat and talking. And, and 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 you know, oh, we've got history. And, his, you know, the guys are working for Daniel there. And, oh, is this the guy whose ass you kicked? And then he's talking about how. <laughs> Daniel yeah, says, well, no, technically it was his face. Yeah, but I also liked how he said, you know, yeah, he, he gave me a hard time before all that. And yeah. Johnny's like, well, you did kind of take my girlfriend from me, you know. Right. And Daniel's well, like, well, technically. technically, she wasn't your girlfriend anymore, Johnny, which in a way, Daniel's right, you right. know. But, um, he, you know, it was just one of those situations where they're kind of going back and forth. And then fi- finally, um, you know. Daniel accepts, hey, man, you know, it's going to cost too much. It's more than worth the car's worth. But he, he says, I'll fix the car for you for free, Johnny, you know. Because at this point in time, I think Daniel still kind of considers Johnny a friend. I think he felt sorry for Johnny, yeah, especially some after what. way, he doesn't yeah. hold any grudges because he got his payback. You know, he won the fight. It was squashed. And, and not only that. And then I, Mr. Miyagi helped Johnny out with Crease. Right. And I think he felt that. um that Johnny wasn't, well, he says that more or less. He goes, that wasn't you. That was Cobra Kai. I mean, he yeah. says that to him. So, you know, um, and, uh, you know, so, you know, while at the dealership, though, that's when Johnny realizes that Daniel's daughter, Sam, was one of the passengers in the hit and run. Yeah, she was one of the back seat that he got a real good look at. He's like, you got to right. be kidding me. Right. And then. Um, he and he even says, "Hey, Johnny, you know that's all in the past, and and you know I know that wasn't really you, man. That's Cobra Kai. We're all better off without Cobra Kai." Yeah, and, which of course flips a switch in Johnny's head, where you know because Miguel had asked him to teach him karate the next day. Oh, the whole time, yeah. Yeah, because when Johnny gets back from jail, he's like, "Hey, can you teach me?" And you know, of course, Johnny blows him off. Right. You know, but after that, you know, Johnny's like, "No, fuck yeah." He goes home, but he <laughs> finds the two pieces in a check. So I'm assuming he tapes it back together to buy the dojo or rent the dojo. Right. right. And, and, you know, he, and he goes ahead and, and brings Miguel in. And then that's when he says, I will be your sensei. And then he opens up his own Cobra Kai dojo. Right. And it's Yeah, and it was from the money from Sid, with the money from Sid. So, yeah, um, I, I, again, really cool opening episode. It sets everything up that's to follow. Um, I remember the first time I watched it, I was definitely intrigued. I'm like, all right, man, this is this is better than I thought it was going to be. This is pretty fucking good. Now, so- see, here's here's where I'm going to say I thought it might end up being a shitty show. Really, you you weren't you weren't convinced yet from the pilot. The, I, the, I I thought this is I, why I, I, I wasn't I wasn't I wasn't like oh yeah I'm totally bought into the show, but I was like well, that wasn't a bad beginning, man. Um, it was well, that funny, very but- last scene. It's a close-up on Johnny. He's pulling his shit up out of the uh, box, and he finds his black headband. 
And for whatever reason, when I watched it the first time on YouTube, when they released those first couple episodes free, I never watched the next episode. Because he puts the black headband on, I'm like, look at this 50-some-year-old son of a bitch putting this headband <laughs> on. This is fucking stupid. <laughs> you know, that's the only problem I had. Now, having sat through and watched the entire series multiple times, because I own the damn thing. I, I went and bought it. Oh, really? Oh, you yeah. Can, I, uh, you can you buy know, it in a hard physical copy. I, I don't know about a physical copy, but I bought the seasons on Vudu. Oh, Okay. You know, but uh, now I dig that scene. I like it. You're like, oh, yeah, and he's got his fists out because he's punching. It's like, oh, here we go. This so, show's about to kick off. So did you buy it after you watched, binge watch it on Netflix yes. and said, oh, I have to own this? Yes. Okay, okay. Right on, man. Oh, yeah, I had to have it. Right on. And that's and that's just, you know, the way the first episode ends. And these aren't long episodes, so you could... They're only a half an hour, if even that. Yeah, they're, they're like 25 little... minutes, you know, 26 yeah. minutes. It's like, so you got time. I mean, I sit here and I'll watch Seinfeld for hours. So guess why I could do Cobra Kai so easily? Right, right, right. Uh, um, I mean, is there anything else you want to say about that first episode? Um, Not, I mean, not more than anything we already said. Like, I thought it was a pretty promising beginning. I mean, yeah, him putting on the headband I thought was a bit cheese dick. But it wasn't enough to where I was like, okay, fuck that. I don't want to see this anymore. Because I, I do believe, I think I watched like the first two episodes on YouTube. But like I said, I mean, maybe you've you got a point. Because even though I liked the second episode, it wasn't enough for me to go, okay, I'm, I'm going to get YouTube Prime or whatever the fuck it was, Red or whatever it was, and right. get this series. You know, It wasn't. But I was still intrigued by it. I was like, oh, and then I heard from a lot of people who did get it and go, oh, Mike, you got to check it out. You got to. And I was about ready to break down and do it. And then I heard it got canceled. And I'm like, well, what's the fucking point? But then once it got fucking picked up by Netflix, I was like, oh, I'm watching it. And I watched the entire series, even the first two episodes all over again. Because, you know, and then I watched the rest of the series. I bench watched it, man. And um, I absolutely loved it. But, yeah, I, I think as far as a pilot, not bad. Um, no, it wasn't bad. And like I said, um, first watch, I thought that last scene was cheesy. Second watch, I was like, oh, yeah, here we go. It didn't bother, oh, excuse me, it didn't bother me as bad the second time around. Right, right. Um, so do you want to move on to the second episode, man, or Hell yeah, what? let's talk about Strike First. All right, Strike First, of course, was directed by John Hurwitz and Hayden Schlossberg, written by the creative team of Josh Heald, John Hurwitz, and Hayden Schlossberg. So these are the, they're basically the showrunners of this show. Right. And uh, basically, uh, Miguel starts his karate chaining with Johnny. Um, he, he pretty much is bullying him and just busting his fucking chops endlessly for his asthma and his low self-esteem, basically saying, you can't be a fucking pussy and fucking... You know, what kind of fucking ringtone is that? Like when his mom calls him, he's like, what the fuck oh. kind of music is that? And Dude, Oh, that my line, God, it's so hilarious. This and is then another, he goes, what, you don't have any Guns N' Roses? Who's Guns N' Roses? I'm going to fucking pretend you didn't say that. Yeah. I love that line. But I even that, that even that asthma line, he's like, I don't want to hear about your asthma, peanut butter allergies, and all that other made-up bullshit. Bullshit, yeah. And you got Miguel like, saying, damn, man. And Miguel's like, but those are like real life medical conditions. <laughs> right. I, I loved it. Yeah. But that's not even funny. the opening of the show. So it's funny, you know, when we look at this, you know, synopsis, what I like is the, 
you can see the dichotomy in the two lives. Johnny, who had it all growing up, and Daniel, who had that nothing. That is true. The show doesn't start out that way. It really doesn't. Yes, no. Miguel begins his training, but it really starts off starts with off Daniel. With... And yes. you hear Dean Martin's, ain't that a kick in the head? So, you know, and it's all like, well, how lucky can one guy be? You know, and, and life's just great for fucking Daniel LaRusso. Oh, hell LaRusso. yeah. He's got a beautiful wife. He's got a nice fucking pad. Got awesome kids. In-ground um, pool. This bitch don't have no above-ground shit. Yeah, he's got an in-ground pool. <laughs> he's fucking... He's obviously very successful, doing very well with his car businesses. Um, uh, has a beautiful daughter, and I can't blame him for being protective of her, because my God, what a cutie. Right. Oh, my Lord. If that were my little girl, I would be like, ah, you know, I, I sympathize with all you daddies of little girls. Good yeah. God. Lock them up. Yeah, no shit. No shit, man. <laughs> you know, oh my God. So anyway, um, well, hey, man, don't take this wrong way, but even yours. She's a little doll, dude. Oh, absolutely. Oh, She's oh a little I know. Doll. Lock her up. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Lock her up. Totally. Because, oh my God. Man, if that were, oh my God. I'd, I already got a gray beard. If I had a daughter like that, my I'd start my beard would start falling out like people's hair on the top of their head would. I would just, oh, I'd lose it. So anyway, um, yeah, I, my sympathy goes with you, my friend. Um, yeah, well, yeah. what can you do? Well, yeah, not much you can do. They grow up, and that's just the way it is, man. It sucks. Right. But what are you going to do? But, uh, that, whole, you know, that, that whole dojo seed, it, it's great, though. You know, it's really it is great, great because that's when you start to – because when Johnny first tells Miguel he's going to go ahead and be a sensei, you know what that's about. That's about revenge. And that's all that is. Oh, you just talk shit about Cobra Kai. Fuck you. Your daughter wrecked my car. You know, that, that's all that is. Right. But, but when, uh, when Miguel's on I the think, phone. I think Johnny's thinking, if I can take Kreese's teachings and use them for good, you know, it's it, it's like he knows Kreese was a fucking psycho. Right. He knows that. But yet... He's also like, but I learned a lot of, I learned how to kick ass. I learned how to, you know, and I want to pass that on to this kid. And also, yeah, he wants to, you know, he wants to make Cobra Kai great again, basically, you know? Yeah, uh, exactly. And, um, but, but I just mean, there's that scene, you know, you talk about the phone that, you know, the phone starts ringing and Miguel's talking. He's like, okay, yeah, I love you too. He's like, well, you got a girlfriend? And he's like, no, it's my mom. He's like, yeah, well, what about your dad? You know, and he's, he's being a dick to him. You can see Johnny's being a dick. And Miguel's like, I never really knew my dad. In his eyes, you can see Johnny soften a little bit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, because, and, because... and that's when he puts him back to work to do whatever it is he's doing. And then says something like, and that's what he says to Guns N' Roses. Get you some fucking Guns N' Roses or something. And then when he goes, what's Guns N' Roses? I'm going to pretend you didn't say that. Yeah. <laughs> and and the other thing I think also is obviously I don't we don't know what happened to Johnny's dad, real father at this point in time or biological father I should say, right. but yeah I think I think Johnny could kind of relate to that. Um, I mean Johnny was obviously a mama's boy. That's there's no doubt about that. And right. uh, his mom was a really pretty lady too. And. Um, and let's be honest, we've already figured out Sid's kind of a fucking douche, you know, oh, I mean, not kind of, yeah, he, you know, 
I mean, with stepdads like that, who needs enemas? That's all I'm going to say, you know. But the one thing I was going to get back to that was great is, you know, like I said, you know, in the very beginning, life's great for Daniel LaRusso. And then he sees that the Cobra Kai dojo is back and he starts having flashbacks. You know, in many ways, it shows you that Daniel, oh, yeah, it's all good and it's all good. But there's a part of him, he never got over that bullying. He never got over that. Oh, well, no, know? he got his ass handed to him for quite a while. If, you and, know. And, and, you know, there's some truth to that, man. Like, even nowadays, when I think about people who bullied me, I mean, I ended up kicking their ass eventually, but that shit don't leave you, man. Right. You know. Um, yeah, there, there, there's a lot of good lessons in this, and it's just backed with some great action and some killer comedy. Right. Well, yeah, even with the Karate Kid, I mean, like when you hear the teachings of Miyagi and how he tells you to live life, it's it's a good it's a good way to live. You know what I mean? So. uh, Oh, yeah. All about uh, balance. Yeah. So um, but I will say this. It is a good thing that 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 Daniel did teach Sam karate. That way, if any dudes do try to mess with her, she can whoop that ass. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Because you do see him kind of looking at what was obviously his dojo at one point. Right, right. Uh, and then he's flashing back to teaching her when she's little. Right. But the other thing I like is you see that even though LaRusso's, you know, the LaRusso family's life is great, they still have problems. Well, sure they do. Just you like know, Because after else. they're at the uh, country club, you, you notice Sam's not with them. You know, and uh, they get back home and she's throwing a fucking pool party. Oh, yeah. You know, so Daniel, and I, and I forget what his wife's name is in this movie, but they get to arguing about, you know, Sam's behavior and her choice and friends. Cause they kind of like the little chubby girl that was there at the, uh, uh, at the country club, the science nerd. Yeah. Because apparently Sam, who's obviously a real pretty little girl is also a brainiac, you know? So she's also a super nerd, you know, she's trying to get in with the cool girls cause she has the money, you know, that all the cool girls have. The problem is she doesn't have the attitude because she's got all the brains. Right, right. And, you know, and so I, you uh, just that, to let you, you know. You see the husband and wife, you know, arguing over that because mm-hmm. she's like, you know, your daughter can hate you the rest of your life. Keep throwing her friends out. Right, right. You know, and, and, and his, his wife's name is Amanda, by the way. I just seen it here on uh, Wikipedia, which Wikipedia isn't always right, folks, but it's not always wrong either. Right. And um, yes, uh yeah, so, yeah, she's basically like, look, dude, you're just going to chase her away, you know, if you keep acting the way you're acting. Because he does, he does flip out, even though I understand why. I totally sure. get it. I mean, goddamn, man. Especially, like, when they're wearing his fucking trunks. Yeah, wearing like, his what trunks. the hell? What yeah. the hell, man? You know, so. And, uh, but that's when she, when, when Daniel realizes that she is romantically interested in this boy named Kyler. And uh, eventually they, uh, I think, Sam, you know, he offers, hey, well, why don't we invite him to family dinner? Right. Um, and at the same time at school, Miguel befriends two social outcasts, Dimitri and Eli, who also, especially one of them, becomes a very important character later on. Oh, Jow, one of them becomes uh, a stone cold badass. He sure does. I mean, he, he, he becomes sure a stone cold dickhead. He reminds me a lot of Dutch. Yeah, as, as you were saying, Eli. Uh, becomes a major, major uh, um, character and and a major, major badass. And again, like when you see after everything you've seen him go through, 
you know, and then they even flashback. I mean, you get it. You understand why he is the way he is. Yeah, it, t- it tends to know? make sense. So this this is a guy that gets power that shouldn't. Right. And and um and you know when you're young and you're impressionable and and especially if you've been bullied and fucked with and then you have somebody saying, hey man, you know. Um, you don't have to put up with this bullshit. You can be strong. You can be tough. You know, strike first, no mercy. I could see where that's appealing to people. I mean, sure. You know, and I don't want to get too far ahead of myself here, but um, there's even certain characters in this series who admit that Cobra Kai is appealing. Right. Uh, so, yes. You know, yes, that does come later because it refers to events events of the first three Karate Kid films. So, yeah, uh, those are high. Again, I can't stress how much those are. Those movies are highlighted in in, in this series. It's, you know, it's yes. not a spinoff show, even though it's a spinoff show. It's really a sequel. It really is a sequel. It really is a sequel. The word, and it's a, and, and 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 again, they were able to pull a sequel, it, um, and do it like fuck, 34, 35 years after the original movie. Um, amazing. Amazing, you know, when when you look at the whole body of work, I, I mean, what they've done is just phenomenal, man. I mean, fuck. I mean, that ain't an easy thing to do. I mean, sequels are tough enough as they are, but when there's been a period of time between them, oh it's yeah, much much more difficult. As we talked about on the phone the other day, you know, we were, I think we talked about uh, Blade Runner and Blade Runner twenty forty nine. How exactly that ain't an easy thing to do. I mean, look at Godfather three. It's not a bad film. But it pales in comparison to the first two. Oh yeah, if I watch Godfather and I watch Godfather two, three or four times a year, I watch Godfather three once every couple of years. Right, right, right. You no, know, it, exactly. it's it's worth a watch once every couple of years. And yeah. there's nothing else to see. But <laughs> right, but it it is it what it what and it's not even a really bad film, but it's just it is a letdown. It's a drop down from the other two films. Exactly. I'm not so sure it would have been if they would have made it sooner. You know, um, I think they waited too long and not having Robert Duvall, I think was a huge blow too. It's just, it just wasn't the same. Right. That's just my opinion. But anyway, I don't want to get into the Godfather vortex or the Blade Runner vortex. This is all about Cobra Kai, man. Yeah. Well, good, good God. We'll go there forever. (laughs) Right. Exactly. But, uh, yeah. Um, so anyway, you know, Miguel befriends Dimitri and Eli, and then during lunch, um, you know, they're like eyeing and Googling the rich girls that Sam's hanging out with. And uh, and then you discover that Kyler is one of the um, um, bullies who attacked Miguel, that he, you know, so, you know, because Miguel, Miguel was going to actually make a move, remember? Because the yeah. guy, um, Dimitri's like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm going to strike first. And right. he was well on his way until he saw... Kyler so then it was like oh well he backed down and he's not quite ready to make that leap yet you know right um uh, and then uh, after that of course Johnny's informed that his son Robbie Keane had been caught with drugs at school specifically Molly oh uh, and, and another um, great Johnny Lawrence line who's that some chick he's banging <laughs> Right, right. Because <laughs> he just right. has no idea. This, right. this, he is this so dude's out completely touch, stuck dude. in the 80s. Like, you, you, I know you say you identify him, but dude, at least you know what a dot com is. Johnny yeah. don't shit about the internet. 
he don't know shit about anything, man. It's like he, it's like he is totally, totally stuck in the past, man. Absolutely, he is. Um, I mean, he's just cool. It's like, um, I liked it when he would fuck up the whole, you know, I forget how he put it, but it was like, what did he say? He said, uh, put it on a. What the fuck did he say? I can't remember now. God damn it. But it was hilarious where, you know, and I like it when he's describing WW, you know, period, period you know, Kai, period COM. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking great, man. It's fucking great. So anyway, um, you know, so, uh, you know, I, uh, where was I? Oh yeah. So, you know, we find out that Robbie is kind of a troubled kid. Uh, yeah, and, mom's not home. And, and Johnny, even even at that point, he's like, "What's that? Some chick he's boning? You know, are supposed to call his mother?" He's really indifferent to him. Right, and 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 it's pretty obvious that mom's had full custody, and Johnny hasn't really been there for his boy. His boy right. pretty much even says that, like, "Don't act like you give a fuck now. Just right. fuck off." Basically, I mean, he does. He just tells the kid, uh, "Yeah, yeah, you know, you're a shitty dad. Go fuck yourself." Um, uh, after that, um, you know, is it this where we go to dinner or cause I don't know yeah, much yeah. happening with the Johnny and Robbie. Right. Angle. Not at that point in time. I think he, no, that's later. That's later. So, he, okay. uh, so yeah, um, you go to the Lawrence's or LaRusso's house, Lawrence's, you go to the LaRusso's household and they're having, um, dinner and, you know, Daniel's preparing this, uh, sushi and kyler's just not feeling it at all like he may be asian but the kid's americanized man he yeah yeah he, he, he doesn't give a you know, damn about the knife john or daniel guy in uh okinawa yeah you don't give a fuck about any of that and, and the reason why is because let's be honest he's a little fuckhead who just wants down his daughter's pants yeah and i don't have any use for this kid exactly. and uh but he notices kyler's bruises on his face and his hand and then he learns that he received those injuries from Johnny. And obviously, you know, he's only getting Kyler's very biased in. Um, uh, what, his, his telling of the story? Uh, uh, yeah, uh, you know. It's just totally not accurate at all. You know, he just no, makes out we, like we were going in to get protein bars. Yeah, and then Johnny just fucking decided to whip their ass for no fucking apparent reason. Yeah. But you know, of course, because of the history Daniel has with Johnny, he believes the worst. Um, you know, and then that's afterwards. That's when Daniel goes to confront Johnny at at his dojo. And if for a minute, you think they're about to throw down, man. You think they are, because Daniel's like just something you just never going to change, are you? Yeah, so, you know. You're so saying, just that you know, fast, even Daniel's old feelings that you think in the beginning, are, you know, are just water under the bridge. And they I, come shooting right back to the surface. And I think they totally would have been until Johnny fucking opened up Cobra Kai, because to Daniel, Cobra Kai is there. It's evil. It's 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 bad. It's it's not good. He has no use, not just because he was bullied, but as we remember in Karate Kid 3, he became part of Cobra Kai. Exactly. So he knows that, dude, no matter what your intentions, Johnny, this is not going to fucking work, man. You're, you know, you're, 
you know, you're, you're, and, and, you know, and of course he's like, you're, you're still the same guy, Johnny, you haven't changed at all. I would have thought after all this time, you know, you disappoint me. And Johnny's kind of like, fuck you, you know, like, you know, get off your high horse. And yeah. And that's basically how, um, you know, the episode ends. It looks like they're going to face off and then Daniel backs off and he's just walking. And then of course, you know, Johnny just says, I'm right here. LaRusso, I'm right here. And, you know, Daniel just shakes his head in disgust and walks out. And, and that's pretty much the end of the episode, man. And yeah. uh, pretty intense. Uh, the, the intensity level is already getting up higher just with episode two. And uh, yeah, man. Yeah, that... and, if you, and if you ask me, this is one of those series that so far, it really doesn't slow down. No. You know, I know, uh, uh, you know a fellow podcaster... Uh, uh, John Lamoureux of the Hustle Podcast, he didn't dig season two at all, which I thought was crazy. I think his angle is, well, no, he flat out said it. He doesn't give a shit about these kids. And and, and I understand that because, as we said, there would be spoilers. As this moves through uh, th- these two seasons, it's not so much about Daniel and Johnny, though it is. It's really about these two competing dojos, and it's about these kids. But again, okay, I have to disagree with him completely because it's about family and it's about it's it's kind of like I'm just gonna say it. It's like Romeo and Juliet, dude, but in a different setting, in a different context. You understand what I'm saying? You I have, do. I know exactly Miguel, where you're going. I haven't you seen have the Samuel, whole season. You have these, you have these families, man. That and, you know, you have the um, what was it? The um, Capulets and the um, Montagues. Montagues, yeah, and they hate each other. And I know my Shakespeare, blood. David. There you go. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and, and well, I do too. I just kind of had a brain fart. So you have, and I, I saw that, and to me it was about family, and it's still very much about, I mean, let's be honest, Daniel and, and it, you know, they have to have screen time. It can't just be about what, what what's his suggestion about a bunch of old dudes just beating the fuck out of each other? Um while I have no problem with that, because I'm kind of an old dude, uh, right. I don't think any young people, you know, they're trying to do a show that's appealing to us and the next generation. Exactly. And that's what's kind of cool about this show. This is a show that I'm sure you could watch with your daughter and may already have. I don't know if she's oh, we have. or not. And, and that's what's cool about it, man. No, and she's maybe a she... Robbie fan. Oh, you is know, she? she? She's your typical 14, 15 year old girl. She's a fan of Johnny's son because he's hot. Yeah, well, he, yeah, I don't know he, if she gives a shit about the plot. You know, he, he is a pretty boy. He is a pretty boy. But, you know, I, I like the kid, man. I mean, like, his acting, he's very natural. He kind of laid back. Doesn't, over, you know, because sometimes young actors have a tendency to overact sometimes. Yeah, to and he doesn't, it. he doesn't at all. Um, um, so, yeah, uh, I mean, it doesn't surprise me that Nevaeh uh, has got a crush on him. Because even <laughs> I was like, that kid's way too pretty. I would yeah. hate him when I was younger. I kind of hate him now, and I'm an old guy. But if I, I, was, know, right? if I were young, like, I'd be like, son of a you. bitch. Son of a bitch, man. <laughs> Cock-blocking motherfucker. You know, but um, but no. Um, so, yeah, it's very much. Um, and then also you have the fact that, and I don't want to give anything away, but there's going to be certain characters that are going to be, they're tied to one part of the family, but end up being on the other family side. It's just it it's it's 
it, it's Shakespeare. The Russian novelist would have loved this shit. Okay. Absolutely. The, this is, this is fucking irony at its best. So, um, you know, Oh, well, who gives a fuck about the kids? Well, that's, I disagree with that because I think the writing's so well that I do start caring about the kids too. Yeah. I think they're, you know, integral, integral, however you want to say that yeah, word. Very, yeah. Very integral too. I, to I, I don't think this show would stand as well. And, and, you know, and, and I'm an older guy, and I don't mind seeing Sylvester Stallone out there whooping ass, and I don't mind seeing Schwarzenegger sure. doing it, you know, in their 70s. I don't care. But if you're going to have karate guys who, uh, you know, I found out researcher William Zabka a little bit. He actually did study, uh, I forget what it was called, but he got second-degree green belt. I don't know how high that is, but he did end up studying after doing the movie because he didn't know a lick of karate mm-hmm. when he did the did the movie. Uh, hell, neither did Pat Morita. He had to learn it all for the movie. You know, um, same thing with, uh, uh, um, what's his face there, Machio. But Zabka actually went and studied after right uh, after doing the movie. You know, but there, there's, there's so much you can gain from it. You know, mm-hmm. so much life experience. You know, you get the Miyagi side. You get the evil crease side. You know, and you get these two guys trying to teach it their way. I, I, I think it's outstanding. And we're, we're going to continue to do these episodes leading into the uh, January 8th premiere of season three. Oh, definitely, definitely, man. Like I said, I'm, I'm stoked um, for the, uh, that we're doing this, man, and I'm having a blast talking about it. It's a great show. And um, we already did the first two episodes, so should we wrap this one up, man? What do you say? Yeah, I I think we should wrap it up, but I but I, we got to do things here kind of in reverse because we already got into what we're talking about. Uh huh. Mike, how the hell you been, man? How was your week? Oh fuck, dude, I've been uh, well, s- still super busy dealing with the uh, the mobile home and 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 all that shit and getting that taken care of. Um, my dad gave me a scare because, and it's not because he um suffering from dementia or anything but he got distracted by his cat and he'd forgotten that he had taken his blood pressure medication already oh good lord and yeah yeah and he uh so his blood pressure bottomed out pretty fucking scary so i had that to deal with and then of course i've been working and then doing the the shows and uh the whole radio station thing and, um, yeah, I mean, just been busy with that and just trying to make it as best I can in these crazy times. Um, you know, that's all I can really say other than, uh, you know, I think our political landscape's fucked, but, uh, Hey, you know, uh, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to politicize this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, let's like, not I'm, do that. I'm so fucking sick of politics. And, I, you know, like I said earlier, off mic, I'll say it again. 2020 can go suck a huge demon cock. It, it, it's just been horrible for the most part for, I think, all of us. And, and I mean, Jesus Christ, dude, we lost Neil Peart. We lost Eddie Van Halen. We lost Pete Way. We've lost, you know, I know people who personally have lost people. You know, it's just been a really, well, shitty year, dude, really. For I mean, real. you know, it's like. Um, you can't go to live shows. You can't go anywhere. Now they're going to lock everything down again. Yay. And part of me even has to wonder, does this shit even really matter? 
Does it really, really matter? I Personally, I don't think locking everything down is the answer. I think we should keep things open, but just use fucking precautions. That's, I agree. You know, that's all we got to do, man. You know, I don't think we need to fucking... I mean, because shutting shit down don't make a fucking difference, people. I'm sorry. No, all it does is kill the economy and... Everybody yeah, suffers. and and it's not, and, and I don't give a fuck if you're blue, red, or fucking whatever the fuck color you're into. I, I'm just, just use some goddamn common sense, man. Exactly, exactly. But you know, at least the one good thing, I have Netflix, I have Disney Plus, I have HBO Max, I have Hulu. I can binge watch things, you know, when For I'm real. not busy doing um, the the mobile home, you know, thing and getting rid of it and uh. You know, um, the radio thing, right. which I mean, the radio shows, I mean, Bildo, you know, my co-host, he's been on leave because uh, his day job, so to speak, has got him working evenings now uh, right. because of the holidays. He works for a warehouse that uh, that's contracted with Kohl's. So, oh, okay. you know, they do all these all, and they're just fucking slammed with orders. So he's working uh, straight evenings. So he's not been able to do the, the Friday night shows, as you pointed out, you know, um, um, you know, had to have more than one person fill his slot. <laughs> <laughs> I was so proud of that. Anyway, yeah. man. Oh, yeah. And, uh, um, <laughs> you know, but I've had Kane on. I've had DJ Kane on several times. I've had, uh, of course, my twin brother, Mark, the better version of me. His best friend, who's also like a brother to me, Diamond Daryl. Or, or Diamond Darren, I mean. Diamond Daryl, jeez. Diamond Darren. And uh, we've been having a blast doing uh, the Friday show. Uh, next week, I'm hoping to have my older brother, David Tyler, a.k.a. Scapegoat. Because you know how he does those, um, I think I told you a while back. Well, you're you're on it. Um, he, he's been working on it. Um, it's like an audio documentary. Right. right. On Van Halen. It's Van a Halen, tribute. Yeah. It's, it, it, it's a tribute from the station to him. Um, and I'm going to play that. I'm going to debut it next Friday. Oh, outstanding. Um, yeah. And uh, it's like, it's, it's, it's kind of long, but what's cool is with the metadata, I can just put TMS tribute to EVH. So I can play all the music I want, do whatever I want because the metadata isn't going to show that it's, you know, and eventually I'm wanting to give it to Duckett so he can put it in the auto DJ and it'll play from time to time. So, uh, nice. yeah, I'm really excited about that. I'm excited to have my brother on the show. I've got a few other, uh, special guests, you know, people, you know, that I know that have been on the show before. Some have not, uh, lined up. So yeah, I mean, uh, the last few shows have been really a lot of fun and I mean, chat rooms just blowing up which i'm i'm very humbled and um um you know honored that people are entertained by my crazy show and and well you know I, i'm humbled that they they like hearing me flap my fucking gums man you know that they oh, find that but i know one thing that the the listeners definitely love of the show and this particular podcast is meltdowns they love metal mike meltdowns you know, oh, those are classic. Those are absolutely classic. And, uh, you know, yeah. Um, but other than that, I mean, how have you been, dude? I mean, how are things with you? How have you been? Oh, well, I'm currently into the uh, third furlough of the year. Yay. Yeah, we had one May or June uh, for a week. We had one for a week in October. 
uh, we're out for two and a half weeks now uh, because what we produce is uh, used in elective surgeries. And since those are all canceled, they're only doing emergency surgeries and shit right now. We've had to scale back about six and a half million units. And the way to do that is to say, fuck off and die. Go get unemployment. Damn. So, so we're... Uh, well, that's this. fucking harsh. <laughs> well, that's not how they said it, but that's what they said. Right. Oh, yeah. That's you, basically that's the gist of it. It's, oh, yeah. Absolutely. You ain't getting no pay. Go try out unemployment. And... Right. God. And in North Carolina, it's even worse than New York. So it's... uh. Yeah, it's a lot less. And I never even got it for the week off in October we were supposed to. The funny thing is, is some of the plant got it, some of the plant didn't. I'm in the latter. Yeah. The the, the most fun thing is I was uh, driving my girlfriend's daughter to work the other day. And as I, was, uh, as I was coming home, all of a sudden I see steam, smoke pouring out of the front of my car. Pouring out the back of my car. And I looked out and my... Uh, my temperature gauge is odd hot. That, that some bitch is overheating. Luckily, I was right near a gas station, so I turned right around, pull in. The hood's too hot to touch at that point. I'm like, oh, oh damn. Jesus. So I look under, and I see antifreeze pouring onto the ground. Oh, shit. So I you know, run and spend 20 bucks that, frankly, I didn't have. You know, to, to buy a can of antifreeze, I go to pour it in the reservoir. Reservoir's full. I'm like, oh, shit, I just blew the radiator. Oh, fuck. So I had to let it cool. I get it back home. And uh, I like to combat park. I back my car in. You know, that's an old army thing that I haven't been able to break. So as I'm turning left around this tree like I do every time I come to the house and go to back in, uh, this, it just dies on me. I'm like, oh, God. Wouldn't turn over nothing. So I come in. I'm pissed. I'm stressed out because that's my, that's my car. That's my ride. Uh, you know, thankfully my girlfriend has a car. We work opposite shifts and she works in town. We've been able to work it out thus far. And I got a guy that's going to come look at it this week. I went out an hour later though, and it fired right back up. So I was able to park it cause it was in, in the middle of the damn road at this point. So, so right now I'm without a car. Well, that <laughs> on a, sucks. Dude. On a two I'm and sorry. a half week furlough. Oh man. <laughs> The hits always just ca- ca- keep coming, don't he, dude? Well, it's like, well, well it's always just... got to come all at once. We're not going to do this right. shit a little at a time. We have well, to see yeah, if it... you could completely snap first. What's that old saying? Everything comes in threes. Yeah, well, what's next? Am I going to die? Well, don't, man, bro, don't. No, hey, now, that's not funny, Bush. I mean, if you die, how, you know, I, then I have no podcast partner. I know, Hello. right? You know, or a DJ. Then I got to find another DJ. I know. I know. You know. And then, and then that real power hour will be gone, not that fake one. Right. Right. <laughs> and you know who you are. Yeah, that's just my little dig. Fuck you. <laughs> but yeah, the, the, the show's been going well. You know, the radio show. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you do a this, great this job. This new guy you have coming on, don't have him listen to my show if he's a metalhead because he'll be like, what the hell is this? <laughs> Um, I think he'll figure you out, you know. Uh, why am I here at New Kids on the Block? Yeah, um, I'll explain that to him when the time comes. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, and besides, that's the exception, not the rule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you base anything on my show, you're doing it wrong. Right, right. 
Um, and I'm going to make sure he never listens to you. I'm just like, don't, don't waste your time, dude. Yeah, absolutely. But that Bushy, he you're, sucks. You're, he's kind of, you know, you're going to be my dirty secret. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, I got to uh, keep him on the air because he's my podcast co-host. Um, yeah, he, he is a... Uh, um, he seems like a pretty cool dude, though, so I'm 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 hopeful. There's a few other people I'm kind of been reaching out and trying to, uh, you know, and I know John's trying to recruit some new DJs because you know we're we're all about growing our brand at that sure. station. And when um, I've said it before, and I'll say it again, I couldn't be prouder of where we're at and what we've done. And because dude, when I first started, it was just me, Scott Green, and one other dude, and oh, to wow. see the station grow the way it's grown. And, uh, and, and to know that this guy sought me out because he was impressed by what he saw. And he said, Mike, I've looked at other websites and they look like shit. Yours looks awesome. He goes, I love your guys' energy and your enthusiasm. Like he's really, he really is, you know, and, and don't be surprised if he knows a little bit about you. Cause he's vetted us, dude. He kind of vetted us. Like he knew, oh, wow. yeah, he knew about my bio and he knew, you know, and I'm like, Oh wow. All right, bro. Well you go, man. Oh, that's you know? hardcore. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So he, he, uh, he definitely seems to know his shit, man. And, and, and I'll, um, I'll give him a plug if that's okay, man. Can I, yeah, go that? ahead. Um, here, let me see here. I got to get on my Facebook real quick. Uh, his name is John Verno. He calls himself the Vernomatic, which I love. And, uh, his show is, um, let's see here. He he's from Rochester, New York. Oh shit, that's not too far from where I'm from. Right, and uh, he uh, he his, you can you know he's on Spotify and a few other ones, but it's called Metal Mayhem ROC, and the ROC is for Rochester. And um, I've downloaded a couple of episodes. I haven't had a chance to listen to it because I mean, literally, he came into my chat room, introduced himself. Really liked what I was doing. Let me know he was doing a podcast. And, uh, but it, uh, yeah, Metal Mayhem. Um, the, the one I downloaded, like, uh, there's one right here where they, they had a, uh, uh, interview with Jim Florentine from that metal show. Uh, oh, wow. It, it's, 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 uh, Vernomatic and, and some other dude. And, and, uh, uh, they've also, uh, have one where they interviewed the guy. Because he lived in Rochester, and they recorded "Kill 'Em All" in Rochester, New York, and he was an engineer on "Kill 'Em All." So it seems like they've got some pretty cool content. So anybody out there is listening, make sure you know you check his show out. And um, I'm really hoping, and maybe I shouldn't say anything; it's probably too soon to say. But I mean, it's looking like uh, you know he's more than likely going to be part of the TMS family, and I'm pretty excited about it, man. He even wants me to come on his podcast and stuff. And and he's got a lot of really cool stories to tell. And I said I'd like him to be on ours. You know, maybe do a bit of cross-promotion there, dude. It's all about oh, yeah. networking, you know. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. I'm pretty stoked. Um, it, it's the station that keeps me kind of going. It's my friends, my family, and my extended family at TMS. And it's the station, you know. Like I said, I may not have a uh, significant other, but heavy metal is my significant other it's always been there and it's never let me down you know and uh and of course i love other forms of entertainment that's why i like being a part of this podcast bushies because we don't just talk music we talk all kinds of stuff i mean it always kind of comes seems to find a way into music because you know especially when you're talking about a show like this with a soundtrack like this it's it's gonna happen but 
um, I think we did a pretty good job. We didn't fall in in, in, in too many vortexes. Um, Not this time. We, I we kept it focused, you know, because as, as much as I enjoyed the uh, Eddie Van Halen tribute we did, and I think we did a great job, um, I was kind of like, oh, man, we do kind of, you know, go all over the place. All, uh, everywhere. Right. You know, which isn't a bad thing necessarily, but but I just kind of wanted to keep things focused on this. And, and I do think that your idea of doing the it, it it's just a terrific idea. Like I said, man, this is one of my favorite shows. I absolutely love it, and, and and it doesn't take a lot of time. You take fifty minutes out of your day, jot some notes down while you're watching the tube. I mean, it's not like right. it's not like when you do it a record review. Because when I do a record review, I have to listen to the record like five times before I even put pen to paper. Then it's a good five other times. Unless it's an album that's just totally in my DNA. Like for instance, when I reviewed um, Sabotage, Black Sabbath Sabotage with. Uh, Mark Alden Taylor and, and Lee Gersman. I have to fucking take notes for that album. That shit's in my DNA, bro. Right. You know what I'm saying? But if it's something new or something I'm not familiar with, then yes, yes, I have to. Uh, you know, you gotta you gotta acclimate yourself to it. You know. Sure. And um and see and you know and let's be honest. I think with all of us, sometimes your tastes change. I mean, there's been many times I would hear something and I didn't really like it or I didn't get it, and then later I'd be like, oh. Oh, you know, and then you finally get it, you know. Um, right. You know, and so. it could go the other way, too. Like, uh, perfect example, uh, you know, Johnny V, you know, Johnny Vogan out of Buffalo, New York. And, of course, Wadzilla out of Johnny New Orleans. V. Did you listen to their Van Halen tribute? I did. I've listened to part one. I'm in the middle of part two. It's fan-fucking-tastic. It they absolutely did a is. stellar job. So much so that I'm almost tempted to contact Ian and go, dude, I think that should be your format. Whether you keep the Rock and Metal Combat podcast, I think he should do like a round table. It was fucking great, man. Yeah, I mean, it I absolutely was. Um, it was. And I would love to hear more, um, you know. So, yeah, but like, those I'm guys so swear that uh, 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 Tears Are Falling is like one of the greatest 80s Kiss songs, you know, and... Back in 1988, I probably would have agreed with them. I hate that fucking song. <laughs> I don't. I don't. And there's hate, not a lot of Kiss songs I hate. I hate that fucking song. I, I don't hate it. Um, but it's one of the weaker songs off of Asylum. Asylum is not a bad record. Oh, it's people, a killer record. People judge that record by the look. The cover is ugly as fuck. I don't know what happened with Kiss in the 80s. In the 70s, they had these beautiful, iconic, awesome covers. And then in the 80s, it's like, they didn't know what to do. Like, I think Animalize is one of the lamest covers ever. Really? Instead of, like, having some, like, dude turning into, like, an animal-like creature or something. You know, like, like so, so, you know, like, have somebody... I mean, we're talking about the band that used to have fucking Ken... Um, um, uh, oh, what's his name? Um, the the painter, um, Ken Ken Kelly, uh, yeah. fucking paint so, these amazing covers. You, you couldn't have got had him one where a dude's like turning into a werewolf or something and call it animalized. No, it's a bunch of fucking like animal skins thrown on the floor. <laughs> what the fuck? I don't get it, man. And even oh. Asylum is such an ugly cover. 
and their look is ridiculous. I thought it fucking they looked retarded even at the time. I was like, what the the, the gloves that Paul's wearing? I'm like, Paul, what are you doing? But the music, again, that's all that See, matters. See, to me, that looks rock and roll, man. That's Cinderella. That's, you know, that's but, Theater but of Pain, honestly, Motley. It works but I think I think for kids, I think they went over the top with it, though, Bush. It was too much. Like, those neon gloves were so ugly and just so... Re- and Gene Simmons looks like goddamn Maude from fucking golden girls okay oh, that was a horrible haircut what, he looked whether it's a haircut or terrible. a wig i don't know which the he case is but it was terrible awful <laughs> the costumes looked over like paul could kind of carry it off even eric carr didn't look too bad but gene looked awful man again i don't think the demon knew what to do with himself in the 80s like no, no he was too busy trying to act um now i will say this as much as i'm not a fan of crazy nights the look Gene had, the leather outfit, I'm like, yes, that's the look non-makeup Kiss should have. They should. That yeah, was a much better leather. look. And by revenge, they had it nailed. Right, they had it nailed. And, 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 you know, of course, they had the same look for Carnival of Souls. And that's what I'm saying. Like, they should have had that look all along because, to me, that's Kiss. Like, even though it's not makeup, it's like that fits them you know, more the look they had. And I, I understand they're trying to compete with all these other bands, but um, yeah, it just, you know, cause I mean like Cinderella, I didn't give a fuck about, well, for one, people have to realize, man, that was the look then. I mean, yeah, that's the way everybody looked. That's man. exactly how everyone unless you, and, and Unless you were a thrash metal band, most thrash metal band dudes, you know, they wore t-shirt blue jeans, but even they had fucking, you know, hair down to their ass i mean that was the look though you know like it or not i never cared about the look i like rat or or any of where i where they lost me is when i felt like the look was more important than the music and with asylum the music is really good i don't hate uh tears are falling i really like the guitar solo that bruce kulik does pretty tasty solo but it's dated it sounds dated where i don't think all of asylum does sound dated but tears are fallen sounds extremely dated it sounds of of its time so yeah i don't really understand why again i could see like where you know i didn't mind the song when it came out now crazy nights i was pretty disappointed with that record (laughs) came out but you gotta understand i'm older than you bush right and i was down for 70s kiss and i loved uh uh you know creatures tonight and fucking lick it up and even asylum or animalized had some great fucking heavy songs asylum's got some heavy songs i was just expecting another heavy kiss record and when i got it i was like what's this bon jovi fucking wannabe <sighs> bullshit i didn't like it I still, it's one of my least favorite Kiss albums. I understand why other people like it, like you and Chris Sinzak. Even though you had knew who Kiss was, that was probably your first new Kiss album that you got as it come out. Yep, it was. So I get it. You know, I get it. It's no different than people I know who love the Black album. Because, oh, that was my first Metallica album. Okay, then, I get that. I get that. But you got to understand where I'm coming from. Well, I would understand that more than people that think that Load and Reload are like the end-all, be-all. Oh, my God, those records are terrible. Uh, And I I appreciate them more now than I did then. I'll tell you what Load was. It was a load of shit. 
And then they get this reload of it. Thanks, James. Thanks, Lars. Appreciate it. Fuck those guys. And not only that, when they're doing the PR, like, there literally is a cover. I forget what, where they're like, don't call us a metal band. Like, they want to, you know, want and that's what pissed me off. Metallica and their fans want to pretend like that didn't happen. Oh, motherfuckers, I was there. And you guys were, you you became Alternicalica. You became, yeah. you know, fucking um, Grunge-talica. You, you were trying to be, you know, go fuck yourselves. Fuck yourselves in those rare. I I don't see how anybody could be an all. Because what cracks me up is when you got old school Metallica fans that try to defend that tribe. I'm like, there's only. I like the Cure, and that's the song they do with uh, Pepper from Corrosion and Conformity. I like that song, and I like Two by Four because it's got a really badass Sabbath-like riff. Other than that. Those fucking albums are awful. For one thing, man, you got this whole metal country thing going on. I like country music. Not all of it, but some of it. But Hero of the Day and Mama Said, what the fuck? Get the fuck out of here with that bullshit, man. Get the fuck out of here. See, see what you did, Bushy? You made me go into a... Th- I'm, I'm about to go on a meltdown. I, just, I was going to say, we just, Rock, we just had a mini metal mic meltdown. Bob Rock, though. Okay, I'm going to go off, man, on two fucking producers. And listeners, if you're out there, bring me the fucking head of these guys. One of them is Desmond Child. The other one's Bob Rock. These motherfuckers ruined some of my favorite bands. All right? Especially Desmond Child. That fucking I was made for loving you bullshit. Fuck him. He ruined Kiss. He ruined Rat. He ruined Rat, man. Rat had good, steady albums. And so, what was that piece of shit called? Detonator? Yeah. Yeah, it was a detonator, all right. It detonated their fucking career. Rat were never the same after that fucking record, okay? That fucking record is terrible. Terrible. You know? God. And then you got fucking Bob Rock, as, or as my co-host Bildo calls, PPS, palpable piece of shit, Bob Rock, because that's what he did. He made Metallica palpable. He made it acceptable. He softened their sound. He watered them down. And people want to tell me, okay, yeah, there's some good songs on the Blackout. Not going to say there ain't. But he's yeah, side two. Step down. Um, yeah, but there, um, but it's definitely a step down from anything they previously did before that. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. And not only that, it was the beginning of the end. It opened the door for the load and the reload and all that other bullshit. That, oh, my God. Oh, it's awful. It just pisses me off all over again. I feel like I'm a young man in the 90s when that album came out. I'm in my early 20s. And I was like, dude, I cried when I heard Inner Sandman. I was like, what is this shit? What the fuck is this? This is not Metallica. Where the fuck is my thrash? Where's the heaviness? You know, I mean, yes, it sounds thick. Look, Bob Rock... Ian Wadley, our good friend Ian Wadley, formerly of the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast and Diabolos and Podcastica, said it best. If I want somebody to fucking set my equalizer for my stereo, I'll get Bob Rock. Other than that, stay the fuck away from my bands, Bob. (laughs) Stay away from them. Just stay away from them. And Desmond Child, go fuck yourself. I know Chris Sinzak's probably, if he listens to this, is probably going to be like horrified because they did like a whole interview with him. I'm like, I, 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 I wouldn't even listen to that show. And I love you, Chris and Aaron, but fuck Desmond Child. Fuck Desmond Child up his ass. <laughs> okay. God. All right. So, do you have anything to promote? 
Oh, good question. Good question. What should I promote? Let's see. You know what? I'm going to promote a series that I talked about earlier. It is on Netflix. When you get done binging fucking Cobra Kai motherfuckers, you need to binge Stranger Things. They've ordered a new season. It's badass. It's fucking, it's kind of like sci-fi horror. It's set in the 80s, so it's a total love letter to that time period. You know, it kind of starts off slow, but it gets good, man. You just got to keep going with it. And I know you compared it to The Twilight Zone, but there's one major difference, Bushy. The Twilight Zone's an anthology series. It's an anthology series that tells a bunch of different stories with a bunch of different characters. Stranger Things has the same cast throughout each season, even though not everybody makes it. (laughs) But it's a great series, man. I highly, highly recommend it. That's right. my fucking, uh, what is it? The promotion of the week or what are you? What, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, plug of the week or we should call it plug of the week, really. You would think so, huh? Yeah, we should do that. We That's should too just on the it. nose. No, dude, it's not. It's perfect. <laughs> it's the plug of the week, man. Because right, think we're about going, it. We're think going with that. It. We need to get some music for that. We should. I'll have my brother make some no, plug of the week and I'll sound Absolutely. like evil. Absolutely. And then we have cheesy stuff like television shows. Right. <laughs> or it doesn't have to be. It could be anything. It can be book. It can be comics. It could be uh, video games. It could be movies. It, any form of entertainment. It gives sure. you your favorite porn. Absolutely. Or your favorite porno star. Make sure you check this hot bitch out. <laughs> I don't care. It's the plug of the week. And let's be honest. We'd like to plug her, wouldn't we? Uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, I'll be here all week. Don't forget to right, waitress. Right. Well, you know, anyway, yeah. Uh, I, because, you know, let's be honest. We're all doing, we're all, it's it's a riff on the pick of the week from Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. But, you know, everybody calls it something else. But it's basically the same thing. Sure. So I think sure. we should just, I mean, we're called the plug, the plug of the week. That's just okay. my excuse, though. I mean, at the end of the day, this is your baby. You started this podcast. No, I'm down with it. I like it. Plug of the right. week. Cool. What's yours, my friend? Oh, fuck. The Mandalorian. You know, I haven't seen season two if, yet, but I'm going we'll to. see. Dude, uh, it's only three episodes in because it's a weekly series. And, and that's, I'm going to wait. I, I'm, that's, I'm a guy who, I like to binge stuff. That's just the way I watch things nowadays. Well, see, I do too now because I remember, you know, 30 years ago, binge wasn't even a word unless you were eating <laughs> you know right but it's a it's outstanding john favreau does an amazing job and so far this season has been great ness everybody's favorite baby yoda very prevalent in the in in, in the uh series thus far because I love as it. you remember from the end of last season he's trying to get yoda to his people and, uh, or the yeah. child it's not baby yoda it's the child right yeah we're all gonna call him baby yoda because it is a yeah. baby but, yeah it's fucking right? baby Since yoda because we don't know what the hell that is right <laughs> um but the one thing um you know uh one of the things i love <laughs> is that when you find out the big baddie is fucking gus from breaking bad and better call saul i loved that right i loved that loved yeah, we're that. still waiting for him to make an appearance he kind of did but we're yeah. still waiting for him to make an appearance in this second season. Uh, yeah. Like I said, it's only three episodes I mean, in. I, I'm going to come out and say it. Um, when it comes to The Mandalorian, I've only seen the first uh, season, but I think I enjoyed it more than the newer Star Wars films. The, dude, it's it's very good. And if you talk to someone like Vince Cavanaugh, 
it's it's very true to Star Wars. I agree. I'm 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 with Vince, buddy. You know, I wish you had because because yeah. I enjoy all things Star Wars. I don't care, but this I really enjoy these little 30, 40 minute episodes. Well, uh, you wish they were longer, especially watching them weekly, because because it does uh, release every Friday on Disney Plus. But if you haven't watched it and you're a Star Wars nerd and you've been disgusted with the prequels and the sequels, trust me, give this a chance. Now, see, here's the thing: like, I I don't hate the prequels. I love the original trilogy, obviously, but oh, I right. actually I do like the prequels a lot. There, yeah, is there some flaws with them? Of course, there is. You know, um, one of the major flaws with Episode One, as far as I'm concerned, a lot less fucking Jar Jar and a lot more Darth Maul. And Episode One would have ruled, in my opinion. Well, see, I don't mind Jar Jar. Here's my problem with the prequels: all we needed was Episode Three. That's all anybody cared about. You got a valid point. I mean, let's I, turn this son of a bitch into Vader. I want right. to see more Vader. Right. I mean, I think that uh, I know George was trying to set things up to where you uh, get to know Anakin and you like Anakin and you and I, I get that aspect of it. Um, but uh, like I thought Attack of the Clones, I know I thought it was a good movie, man. There's some fucking action packed scenes in that. And here's sure. the other thing I will say about the prequel trilogy to all you original fucking trilogy purists that want to whine and cry all the time. I'm going to say something where the prequels are superior to the original. The lightsaber duels smoke the original movies with True maybe story. the exception of Empire Strikes Back. The, the, the best lightsaber duel in the original trilogy is Empire by far. Oh, yeah. Return of the Jedi wasn't that great a duel. And I understand why. As a kid, I was disappointed. But as I got older, I realized, oh, well, this is a more of an emotional conflict because it's Luke trying to reach out to his dad and right. save him and bring him back. So I get that now. But at the time, I was like, man, I want to see him throw down like they did in Empire, you know. Um, and the first lightsaber duel... Um, Let's be honest, man. The props were fucking so cheap they had to fucking double fist them and and do it all slow. It's right. not that great of a tool. Which I don't know. Had you ever seen that fan made and bushy? It's beautiful. There's a guy who did a fan made. He redid the duel between really? Obi Wan and Darth Vader, and it's all CGI. But the way he did it, dude, it looks real. It oh, is wow. awesome. It's fucking amazing and i will send it to you and you tell me what you think yeah you'll it's, have to send that to me for sure oh dude it was fucking i was just blown away i was like oh they need to cut out the original and then put that in there even though it was fan made it's that well done it oh, was wow. fucking awesome and there's been yeah, a couple other cool, see that there's been a couple of other cool um, there's been a fan made movie about darth vader which is fucking amazing They've already did one part, and they heavily hint that Mace Windu is not dead. Oh, wow. And it starts off where you've got Vader confronting the Emperor, and they're fighting, and it's all a dream. It ends up being a nightmare. Vader wakes up in his tank. It's beautifully done. I'll send you that one, too. Oh, yeah. Well, all right. Yeah, there's our, prom our or, or just not promotions anyway, plugs of the week. There you go. Uh, Stranger Things on Netflix and uh, The Mandalorian, Disney Plus. Now, before we uh, give our final thoughts, I, let, let's beg a little bit. We haven't begged ever. We got to beg. If you listen to us on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, whatever the case may be, 
Let us know what you like. Let us know what you dislike. We prefer to know what you like and fuck off about what you dislike. But let us know these things. Leave us a five-star review. Let us know who's out there listening. We want to hear from you. Totally, totally, man. Yeah. We should Uh be begging every week everyone else does. Why the fuck are we groveling? I don't know, dude. I don't know. Um, and you're right. Uh, yeah. And I mean, let us know, dude, just, and there's like, there's, 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 um, there's what, um, there's podcast chaser. Is that what it's called? Pod chaser. Pod chaser. You can leave us a review there. You can leave us a review on iTunes. You can leave us a review on our YouTube page, man. Or I mean, our Facebook page, let us know, you know, do you like us? Do we suck? What can we do better? Let us know one way or the other, man. Cause you know, we would like to get some fucking feedback. It would be oh, awesome. Yeah, and you can and leave I mean, uh, I, comments or reviews on Podbean. Uh, we'll only see them on the app, though. They do not right. show up on the webpage, but I will be able to see them on the app. And, and another thing to consider, everybody, is, you know, I mean, because I've gotten feedback as far as people telling me personally, dude, that was awesome. And, uh, and I've had people comment. We've had people comment, like when we post an episode, they'll comment and go, oh, I really like I, uh, uh, somebody. I can't remember who it was. And I feel bad because I'd like to shout him out. was like very um, entertaining podcast. And I'm nice. like, well, that, you know, that was, that's pretty cool. Thanks, man. You know, Hell kind yeah. of thing. So, so uh, otherwise yeah, why you know, are we wasting our time talking for two hours? Right. You know, I mean, uh, recording it. <laughs> right. Right. So, uh, Other, yeah, otherwise man. I'm sure we could just do this shit. Just, Hey, let's talk for three hours, two hours, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, anytime, uh, in any guy, any kind of feedback, guys, just let us know one way or the other, man. And if, and because if we do suck, how are we going to improve ourselves if you don't tell? But again, like if you do have something critical, tell us what what we're doing wrong. Don't just go, you suck. Okay, like yeah. tell us why we suck. Break. Yeah, don't be a pickle whistler. Yeah, don't be a pickle whistler. And, and Ralph Fiera and, and Ian Wadley's fucking uh, words. You know, don't be a, a cock chugger. Okay, you know, like, you know, fuck all that. Unless you're a hot chick, then you can chug on my cock. (laughs) I'm just throwing it out there. I'm available. I'm available. DJ Metal Mike's available, man. So if there's anybody out there who would like to, you know, you know, take a ride with on on the old Metal Mikester, man, just let me know. Just (laughs) well played. I'm not sure if that's the kind of promotion we're supposed to be doing here. Hey, you know what? I'm promoting everything, including myself, buddy. I'm <laughs> desperate times call for desperate matters, Butchie. <laughs> Outstanding. And is, is there anything else we can say, Cobra Kai or otherwise? Um, no, except Cobra Kai rules, that metal station rules, Fuck yeah, these podcast rules. Hell yeah. And our extended TMS family fucking rule. You listeners out there rule. Um, that's about it, really. Um, other right. than, uh, uh, of course, Dr. Fuck, a.k.a. Raffier and Ian Wadley rules. Scott Green rules. I wouldn't be doing any of this without those gentlemen. And, of course, Bill Wang. Gotta fucking mention him, too. Because it was his Facebook page that I saw Scott Green's ad in. Nice. Nice. Outstanding. And, I mean, immediately, I remember when I came into Bill's uh, Facebook page and he welcomed me with open arms and, you know, he, he's always liked my, my comments and my discussions, and I love Bill. And we we are 
going to have him on this show sometime in the near future. We just got to figure out a time to do it. Cause he said he, he told me he was down bushy. So, Oh yeah. A time and a topic. Cause and then he was talking, Wake knows the battle. Right. And he was talking about how all these others, and I loved how you mentioned the podcast. And I was like, yeah, especially since I'm a part of it now. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> I had to throw that in there, man. But no, dude, um, once again, I've said it before, I'll say it again. Thank you for asking me to be a part of it. This has been a blast so far. Oh, stop it. I'm just saying, man. I'm glad to have you aboard. I was without a home. and I you, know, and, you, and now you got a home. home. So I'm like, fuck yeah, dude, let's do this. And I won't treat you like a redheaded stepchild, I promise. Uh, but I am going to leave you with these words. Strike hard, strike fast, and no mercy. And what could be more metal than that? I know, that's, that's pretty badass. I'll, I'll close the same way I always do. I don't have anything as good as that, even though you stole that shit. I did steal it. <laughs> Motherfuckers, buy vinyl. The new ACDC is out. We'll see you next week. Stay metal. Hey, this was really fun. We hope you liked it too. Seems like we've just begun when when suddenly suddenly we're we're through. Goodbye, goodbye, good friends, goodbye. Cause now it's time to go. But hey, I say... Well, that's okay, cause we'll see you very soon, I know, very soon I know. What the fuck is this shit? This is how we say goodbye on The Plug. See you next week.